0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Lou. I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Aquaman King of Atlantis, a wacky three-part animated miniseries. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, this was uh This is an a, a odd one.
1: This is DC trying something new with one of their characters which can always go one of two ways it can be the most amazing thing ever or it can be like a complete hit and miss um for me modoc is that for marvel they did the robot chicken style comedy and animation for their stuff on disney plus and i find that show to be unwatchable (laughs) Uh, well i think both of us we lasted two episodes yeah Um, for this one it's a property I'm not familiar with which is the Steven Universe guys I'm pretty sure who are putting this one together it's definitely that animation style it reminded
0: Um, me of Thundercats Raw did you see that recent remake I I didn't watch it but I saw it happening (laughs) I, I grew up watching Thundercats, that original animated series, and then I heard they were making a new one. I know they did one like, in the early 2000s. I missed that one. But Thundercats Raw, I thought, you know what? I'll check it out. I, I couldn't stay with it. And if I'm honest, I stuck this show out because it's Aquaman. Yeah. I was surprised as well, though. The runtime. I wasn't prepared. I know it's only three episodes, but I wasn't prepared for a 45-minute episode. Not one of a cartoon series. It's, It's long, but it's worth noting, though, James Wan produced this show, and even though it's not necessarily canon for the DCEU, this show purposely, it takes off from the end of the Jason Momoa Aquaman movie where that film ends that's where this tv show starts
1: yeah with the uh with
0: the references of like
1: you just beat your brother in uh, like com- ritual combat is like yesterday it was just yesterday <laughs> like they're not they're not trying to hide it or anything um but yeah this it is, is so
0: this is not jason momoa though this no this this is not that film no and they even with the colouring of his hair,
1: they're kind of like, eh, we should be going more the Jason Momoa route, but here's a splash of blonde in the middle there, just for the comic book fans of like, yeah, we remember. We remember when he was blonde. But
0: now he's green. Um, he's, got, yeah. he's got green hair. I've, I've got to be honest though. I mean, not talking about the animation style, but just the costume and the look. If you look at Aquaman in the comics now, because of the success of Jason Momoa as Aquaman, in the comics, he's always topless and he's got tattoos. So even though... They did a storyline to explain where he got the tattoos. Of course they did. But even though it's stylized and as you say, looks like Steven Universe, there's comparisons to Thundercats Raw, he at least looks kind of like the classic... Aquaman but I don't know what I'm saying not really the green hair is <laughs> a big big detractor yeah.
1: but yeah, what I can say
0: it's... is it's not the Jason Momoa Aquaman so I thought okay so that, let's let's see what this what this show has to has to offer I mean again it's not Momoa it's Cooper Andrews If you're not familiar he was the dad that adopted Billy Batson in the Shazam movie
1: wow yeah I didn't bother looking up his uh resume I just
0: I mean that's all I've got if I'm honest but I know he's done other things (laughs) I went for the other DC thing that he did yeah because it's
1: it's it's strange because I find the style of this show very I'm used to cartoon shows from the 80s and 90s and um even the uh, the ones from the 2000s where it was carrying in information from one week to the next, and especially the 2000s, like Avatar Last Airbender, where it had a long-standing, like, we're going to go take the characters from here to here, um, and it all feels very purposeful and thought out. I find this this show to be a lot more, more like adventure time and regular show where they start off with an idea for an episode and then it's almost like they're riffing off the top of their head of, uh, to, till they get to the end. It's like, doesn't seem to be a real strong through line. It feels almost like stream of consciousness and that's just where it goes. I'm like, I know my nephews appreciate randomness like that, but for a TV show for me, I need structured chaos. I need it to feel like oh, I understand how they got here. Not this, like, even Rick and Morty, apparently, Dan Harmon and Justin Royland, uh, when they write an episode, they sit it down and they test it against the hero's journey to make sure they've nailed like a logical transition from where the episode starts to where it ends and gets across whatever central premise they're pushing, like, or. What agenda they're pushing for that season. I don't feel that for this show. It feels kind of random and kitschy. And for, I bet my nephews would appreciate this show, but for me, I find it just
0: overly weird. Yeah. For weird sake. It is a mess. And got to be intentional. And you know, all those other comparisons that you made earlier, that's the show. It's like that sh- the show has been made for that audience, but they've used Aquaman. And because they've used Aquaman, we've watched it where ordinarily <laughs> we wouldn't. Now, something like this, I'd wait until my wife was gone to bed and then I'd watch it. Yeah. But with the third episode, she came back into the room and she's like, how old are you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing it for the podcast. She's like, oh, well, that's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, I mean I mean we are gonna talk about this show. We're gonna rate it at the end like we do. But more than I think anything else that we've talked about on this show, it feels like this is not necessarily for us and I'm sure it's got it's got an audience. But you know, here we are. We watched it. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, which is a shame because the Harley Quinn show is amazing to me.
1: Yes, no, me too. Um, Yeah. And I love young justice and like, uh, I think DC has always had the far stronger, um, animated works over their competition. Um, the only ones who come close really at the moment is what Invincible is doing for that property. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: That show, but that's is excellent. Yeah. Um, but that's oh, yeah, just... that's not that's not weird for weird sake though. That's invincible for me. It plays like a more mature take on what we grew up watching. Yeah, like which was Kirkman's like, idea for the series or for the comic series. But off even the bat, like you mentioned Harley Quinn, like, that's that's not being made for kids. And no. honestly, <laughs> like when I first saw the trailer for this i thought oh well you know my my four-year-old might like it you know i'd seen a few clips it looked pretty weird colorful you know aquaman and here in australia we've got it on binge and i went to put it on it's m-rated i was like oh okay so they're not going like kiddie. like it, it looks like a kid's show um, but whoever's rated it doesn't agree because it is yeah. an m-rated show So I didn't watch it with her. I was kind of hoping for more of the uh, Brave and
1: the Bold, Batman, Brave and the Bold Aquaman, than what we've got. (laughs)
0: Outrageous. (laughs) That is a great Aquaman, John DiMaggio. Yeah, I really, really like him in that. But as well as Aquaman in this, as a main character, we've got Mira, voiced by Gillian Jacobs. And she's busy in animation at the moment. You mentioned invincible she's in that show she was in justice league action as roxy rocket so she's doing quite a bit of superhero animation at the moment but that was another one justice league action like that was more kiddie but i just think this show's weird i don't (laughs) think it's it's because we're a particular age i just think it's a weird show yeah to be fair
1: yeah because it is it it is weird and it is out there like it it feels kind of in the vein of like Ren and Stimpy which I grew up loving but Ren and Stimpy was Ren and Stimpy like when she put like an intellectual property on top of something I feel like you have to serve the character more than what this is doing because I know who Aquaman is. Like, if those who have watched the Jason Momoa movie have an idea who or what they feel like Aquaman is, and this is not it. It's not like, I don't know why people don't love me. And Mirror of, let's just punch him in the face, <laughs> which I appreciate. I appreciate the the very easy, like, digestible... This is what these characters are in a nutshell, but yeah, the whole thing, like the guy from the first episode, it pops up in the third episode, the Peter Kamikov or whatever. He was super weird, like disturbingly weird. I can understand (laughs) why I got an M rating. (laughs) Yeah. There's some horror fuel (laughs) buried in this, this animation. Um, Yeah. It's just so odd. It's, it's really hard to comment on either either as well, because the storylines are just, Oh, we can't hear from these people. And he gets then like, yeah, we haven't heard from them for a week. And you're like, you said seven years and you find out and like the next episode, Oh, gravity. It's like each day is a whole year. like, Oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, wait, what (laughs) (laughs) don't apply real world physics to this. Like, um, you're making me confused um and yeah and the whole of the second episode was just ultra weird with the squid island thing that had taken over the fishermen, like and ocean master being like ha still you tried." I'm like <laughs> oh god <laughs> like, yeah. it just i said it's so random to me it it really it is it just felt like Yeah, like a stream of consciousness that got written down, recorded, and animated.
0: And you mentioned Ocean Master. It's Dana Snyder. And that impression, spot on. That's the Ocean (laughs) Master. Again, it's not the Patrick Wilson. Ocean Master is a different one. A lot of characters come and go, and some are just background characters or don't have a lot of dialogue. But one of the characters that's worth mentioning, Thomas Lennon as Volko. Yeah. Not Willem Dafoe. We've got Thomas Lennon here. And but he still has the
1: Yeah, he's still got the weird ponytail thing. He does. They even do that weird shot where like he looks in the mirror, this is what you look like, and it's like an animated like Willem Dafoe (laughs) face.
0: Yes. (sighs) Thomas Lennon, very distinctive voice and yeah, sounds just like Thomas Lennon. Uh, the artwork, the animation style, yeah, comparisons have been made to those other shows, tonally just crazy. <laughs> like yeah. just again that like you can't even pin it down. There's just so so much going on. The composer, we've got Matthew Jansen and looking at his like his past work, he was a composer on Thundercats Raw. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um which uh, the
1: the music kind of hit me like powerpuff girls and the classic Cartoon network like of that era of like dexter's laboratory and those types of shows and it it fit what they're all doing on it the screen did.
0: it was fun I, and in the opening theme yeah the the music did work for me and you know I noticed this a while ago like if you look on YouTube and search Watertown Music which is the Warner Brothers music label there is like just so many full albums that you can just go on YouTube and just listen to that yeah. are official uploads like you can listen to June and you can listen to all the big new Warner Brothers Scores from film and TV, including there is an Aquaman King of Atlantis soundtrack, <laughs> and you can check of it out. There it. is the whole thing is is on there. So I very much see it as being a little bit of an experiment, and although it clearly didn't necessarily work for us, I appreciate it. I'm hoping. That they do get some success from this, I don't want more of this Aquaman, but I'd like to see some more animated miniseries, like maybe focusing on a character like Plastic Man. If they're going to do something similar to this tonally, but or say like a Martian Manhunter miniseries, like give animated miniseries to DC characters that aren't necessarily going to get their own movie or get their own animated series
1: yeah yeah i agree with that um i love a a lot of obscure characters the question is one i always uh lean towards even though he'd be a great live action tv show um but yeah i do appreciate the experimental nature of it i just this
0: one didn't land for me um, and if we're going to talk ratings, well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty much doing it already, but yeah, if we officially rate this show.
1: Yeah. Um, I put this show probably on a one out of five. It doesn't hit it for me in any level. And Aquaman is a character I do enjoy. Um, I said the Joe DiMaggio, uh, brave and the bold version being a personal favorite, <laughs> Um, I I like you going silly them going silly but there's there's a joy in a like affection that character had um, which probably goes along with the art style as well uh, so this didn't hit me for characters it didn't hit me for uh, art style it I, I appreciate that it was short with three like a, a mini series which even something I'm not naturally enjoying right off the get-go i'm like i can get through this maybe i'll turn around on it like that's completely
0: fine but not for this one how about yourself same <laughs> i'm gonna come in and it's really low for us to be honest but i'm also going to come in at a one out of five but at the same time recognizing that i don't think i'm the audience and that's yeah. okay not everything has to be for us like, that dc films and tv shows out there but at the same time i can usually find something to enjoy about them and yeah this one it just it wasn't there for me but i'm hey i'm glad they did it i'm glad that it's that it's a thing i mean there was an aquaman animated series in the 60s and this is his second so there you go (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well that's it for our episode all about Aquaman King of Atlantis if you would like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming
1: episode you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast
0: you've been listening to Luke and Jay the guys from Sounds Like Comics see you soon